0: They're passionate. And it really, it really was out of order for what those people were used to. And so they came out and they said, Jesus, you claim to be a rabbi. You claim to be a man of God. Shouldn't you have shut them up? See, they weren't really mad at Jesus for what he did. They were mad for not shutting up some passionate people. Because he interpreted, they interpreted that that person was out of control and that Jesus should have called them down. But Jesus rebuked them. And basically, paraphrase, said... What they have, you don't have. That's right. and, and, and you know, maybe, maybe sometimes, you know, his followers probably did get a little out of control. But he would rather have the passion they had yeah. than the dead follow, the deadness of following the law and not having that passion inside yes. And I know for me over the years, as I started getting more into praise and worship and more into relationship and trying to out my mind a little bit, um, That was a struggle for me always because I always felt that if I went too far I was out of control or into myself and that scared me. But I always found that whenever I got closer to God that was a voice that would come against me to try to cause me to pull back. And then I started thinking well, if there's a voice like that inside my head where is that coming from? Does God tell me to pull back from Him? Does God tell me to do less? Does God tell me to lose, use my voice less? Or is that probably coming from somewhere else? So I would say this. This year coming up, let's work on our roar. And not just in church. I think that's powerfully important. But in the culture. Because I think, and I don't mean politics. Because honestly, that's the most miskind. I'm just going to get to that. But I mean in just, in kingdom. In kingdom. What's God's perspective? You know, let's be a voice. Let's be a voice that dares to stand out. Yes. That dares to stand out. And we're not going to be perfect. We've all made many mistakes. And I will say this. We've been talking about our roar, and, and Joe uh, accurately pointed out that not everybody has vocal cords or tongues or the, the ability to speak, you know. And so understand this. It's not just the sound. I think the sound is important for those of us that can. But you can release the sound without even having a voice. And so I would encourage those to keep encouraging Billie Jean to release her sound. She's still got a sound. She's got a sound to let go of, to let out. So it just might be a little different. So we just thank you for uh, the privilege of standing up here. And um, God is God is so good. I do want to say real quick uh, about the prison because I get a lot of texts and a lot of people I think think we're just not doing nothing back here, and we don't want you to go in. That's not true. Uh, January in the prison. They have four christmas parties a week and i know i probably emailed and texted Reese and called Reese i mean so many times for just every one party and then he has to stay late so he stays till like nine o'clock then he drives home that's not normal that's just during the month of december so that's why we've not been able to get anybody new approved since the christmas party is because they're not doing regular business right now they just finished christmas he's not responding to me in a couple emails this week he's good at that so usually so uh that probably means he's on vacation he's probably exactly either that or he's on sick leave i mean he's probably exhausted from this month okay it's like it's like tax month for accountants i mean he's really put in the work it's only one week since christmas one week since the new year so it, it might take a few weeks to get but i promise you all those i want you guys in there okay so those of you that wanted to go you, you will get to go it just may take a few weeks before I get a response. I've not forgot about you, I promise. Is that fair? Yeah. And I know sometimes you can sit out there and say, oh, they don't want me to go. He do not care if I go or not. But honestly, if I had the ability to push the button, it'd already be pushed. <laughs> you know, be, but that's just the way we, it's a process. It's a,
1: you know, they do have the rules in there, and I get that. So,
0: anyway, amen? Is that all right? Now yeah. you're ready for the word? Yeah. Are you ready for the word? Let me hear a line here. I, I think These people need to be revved up for something. I feel like I'm the. I got you. This isn't Topeka on Lizzie Wednesday night. This is Bluff Street. This is Bluff Street. Come on. Yes, ma'am. There was a shooting in North Virginia. I heard about that little boy. We're going to pray. We'll just pray right now. Heavenly Father. Lord, I know that there was a situation in Norfolk, and I just pray that all the little kids, Lord, I know the enemy is trying to attack our kids, that's why we we push children's church and in, 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 in remnant so much, and we just we just lift up the kids, Lord, and let, let us as Christians, Lord, uh, do our best to raise these kids up to know you. And we thank you, we, we yeah. pray for everybody involved in that, in Jesus' name. Yeah. Alright? Yeah. Now, amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Now, the word last week was drawn close to me in 23, and... Uh, I think this might be a multi-parter. I think Dad's probably got some more of that. And I think I want to get to that a little bit. Uh, just a little bit. Not a long sermon. I think we might incorporate some Wednesday night stuff and then some new stuff too. So, uh, But draw close to me in 23. I know every time there's a new year that every church starts talking about new things. And that's okay. You know, you, you circle a lap. And it's time to really, you, you evaluate. It. They say every... Every, is, it, is it New Year's that you change? Or no, it's when you set the time back. You, you set, check your smoke detector alarms and, and your batteries and all that stuff. There's a time to reevaluate your life. And so you got to make the point. It could be any time. We could say every year July 4th we're going to reevaluate where we are. There's nothing wrong with that. It's not arbitrary. It is arbitrary. But, I mean, it's a good thing to do. So, here's the thing. We will always say there's going to be who wants change in a new year. How many have heard me say that? How many have heard Dad say that? If you've heard podcasts, and I have it this week, I guarantee you a lot of preachers have been saying, do you want change in 23? And they probably said, or we probably said, do you want change in 22? And they're going to say, if God delays His coming, do you want change in 24? There's nothing wrong with that. And then I think, the idea is that we sit back and we, 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 we potter that question as if we have control of that. And we do have some control of that. Here's what I'm saying. Whether you and I want it or not, change is coming. Things are changing. And I promise you, no matter if you get go closer to Him or you go further from Him, your life and my life will be changed dramatically this coming year. Some things will be good. Some things we might perceive as bad. And some things, if we're looking right, will be God. But there'll be changes. Things might be added to you and me. Some things may be taken away from you and me. Stuff changes. and If you look back at the last year, how about the last five years? Look at all that's
1: changed. Yes.
0: I mean, look at what all's changed. And so I think sometimes this concept that I'm just satisfied right here is a lie. Not saying you're lying, I'm saying it's a lie that anybody puts in our head. Yes. That we can just pause our life. There's no pause button on life. I can pause when I'm watching a movie. And I actually use that feature probably quite a bit. But in life, there is no pause. It goes on. It's going to go on. And, and, and if I fall off the train, the train's going to keep moving. The train's going to move. Life goes on. Tomorrow will happen until God says it won't happen. And the day after will happen until God says it won't happen. But life will go on and there will be change. So the question is not do you want change, though I say that all the time. The question is what kind of change do you want to see in your life? Because there will be changes. You will not be the same. So what will it be in 23 (laughs) I'll be like Muhammad Ali in 23. Oh. Yeah. Sting like a butterfly. No, 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 Float like a butterfly, sting like a bee.
1: Rumble young yeah, that
0: rubble. <laughs> anyway. So I'm gonna look at some scripture. I wanna look at the gospel of Mark. We talked about this on a Wednesday night. Not the last one, maybe, maybe they did. I wanna look at Mark 2, start there. I'm gonna read a few, a few scriptures. And a short word, Lord willing. Mark 2, and I'm going to start in verse 21. Jesus talking. And again, Jesus is talking about religious people getting on to Him because His followers... <laughs> I want you to hear me. I know you're looking. Jesus was talking about people getting on to Jesus because His followers weren't really doing things the way they thought they should do them. They were breaking some rules. And so the the, the religious people were mad at Jesus all the time about that. And so Jesus is talking about this. And he he says this. Are you ready? Mark 2.21. Do you have it? I, guys, I need some help here. I'm not going to preach this by myself. I know the Holy Spirit's with me. But I promise you, we're going to be here about two hours if you guys don't give me some energy. If you give me some energy, I can speed it up. I promise you. I need some help in the room. Are you with me? I'm telling you guys, I need some help up here. Come on, get out of the bed. I feel like I went out to jump a center court, took the bottom of the whole, bench, the whole team sitting on the bench over there. I know you might be tired. Listen, I'm tired too. My son played. We got home about 12.30 from a ball game in Floyd, Virginia. I'm no tired. But God is good and I'm wrapped up. Are you wrapped up? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Didn't mean to scold you, but I didn't need you. Sometimes you got to learn when to. Pete Rose says the key to being a good manager is learning when to pat him on the tail or kick him in the butt. And I guess, you know, I'm still trying to figure that out. Sometimes I kick when I should pat. I don't want I pat too much when I should kick. I probably just kick too much, to be quite honest. Alright, here's the scripture. And, and I'm reading this one in The Passion. I'm also going to read the message. So, here we go. Mark two twenty one. And who would mend worn out clothing with new fabric? When the new cloth shrinks, it would rip, making the tear worse than before. And who would pour fresh new wine... Into an old wineskin Eventually the wine will Ferment And make the wineskin Burst Losing everything The wine will be spilled And the wineskin ruined Instead New wine is always poured Into new wineskins You may be seated So So change is coming and, And we've already said that We've established that and you said, "I think you want it to be good change." Yes. So this side was bad change. Oh my goodness! You better watch what you asked for. This side was bad change this year. Okay. So you want good change? You want newness, right? You want some new. How many want some new things I life? I mean, to right want some continuation. But how many could use some newness? How many could use some refreshment? How many could use new things? and what we were talking about on Wednesday night a couple of weeks ago is uh, sometimes we want God to pour new things on us but we want it to fit into our existing life right Right? we don't want to have to do anything in that process to accommodate this newness we just want to add it and pour it off we want like cherry syrup on a Sunday just pour it off, just drip it on my head because the process sometimes of preparing a room That's it. for the newness, the new wine, sometimes be difficult. It. Yeah. And, and, and so in this day and age, they drank a lot of wine. And uh it, 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 it was something that didn't need to be refrigerated necessarily, and it was something that as it got older, got better. So it worked good in that era, right? And so uh, but when you put new wine in a wineskin, something happens. Something happens when something when God pours something inside of you. There's a process that starts. Now something powerful happens as soon as the pour happens. But the process doesn't finish when you pour the wine in the skin. In fact, it starts getting better and better and better. And I think that's where we miss this thing. Sometimes we think the best day, and it is a great day, that the only day that matters is the day we come and hit an altar. And it is one of the most powerful, important days for you in your life. But God starts something powerful on the inside of that moment. It's not meant to be the end of the thing. It, it's, it's supposed to get better and better and more complex and more flavored and take on characteristics to separate it. That's what happens to wine as it ages. In fact, if you were a wine collector, and there's probably none in this room, but if you were a wine collector, the older the bottle of vintage, the more expensive it is. You know, there's places in Europe you can get bottles of wine. I don't know, I've never been. But for several hundred years old, they're like thousands of dollars. Wow, I wasn't going to drink a Coca Cola that was 100 years old. But wine is different. And God uses that analogy to talk about what His Spirit once poured into us, in ages. There's chemical reactions, reactions, it's agitation, and it begins to change on the inside. But the problem is this, old wineskins, they get hard and fixed. Say fixed. Fixed. Old Christians or old people sometimes get hard and fixed. And I don't mean old just the people like me who have white beards. I mean once you've been saved for a little bit, sometimes, or even just if you're a person, sometimes we get old and fixed in our ways, and we don't want to change at all. We want God to give us change. We want God to give us new things. But we want to stay fixed to the wine that we're used to. Come on. I don't you ever seen a container like that that gets so hard It's not malleable. If you try to move it, if you try to stretch it, it'll break. Now, a young wine skin, that new leather, that young leather, you can stretch it. You can stretch it. And so, what happens when the wine goes in the skin, once that fermentation happens, it starts expanding. Something's going on on the inside. You can't sit on the outside of the container. outside. But on the inside, something's happening. And sometimes I'm honest. I'll be honest. We're guilty of judging too much. I'm, I'm talking I'm preaching to the pre- physician preacher. time, preaching to the preacher. We're guilty of... I mean, there is some things God will show us, but we're guilty of looking on the outside. Sometimes there's a lot of stuff going on in the inside. People don't see. And so... If you're fixed and hard and set in your ways and unmalleable, then God wants to pour this new wine into you. New life. Newness. If you're not willing to give, learn. And what's going to happen is it's going to break. You're going to spill it. And you're going to miss the greatest vintage. I believe for some people in this room, this might be the greatest vintage of wine you'll ever have in your life. Oh, yeah. It's going to be good. Yeah, you say, how can it be good? Oh, there's a the wineskin. You see that thing? Yes. As they age and the sun hits them and in the inside, the chemical of the wine, it just gets hard. But boy, you pour that new wine in. So how many knows we got to have a new wineskin sometime? Yeah. we got to be willing to be flexible. we got to be going to be flexible want God to do something new you, maybe, maybe we need to say, God, let it start with me. Let me be prepared for the new thing. Let me be available for the new thing. And let me be willing to move to the way you move. What if in 23 God wants to do you do different things? What if he wants to, to, to open your mind to different scriptures that you've not considered or, 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 or different ways of worship or or, or different ministry callings or different... I, I don't know. But what if He does? Are we willing? Yes. yes. got just the way I want it to be. God blesses me the way I feel it should be. Because that's what we do. I mean, you know how much religion I hear from people who don't even go to, who don't even go to church and, and probably am not judging. But I mean, we, we hear people... Oh, I can't say it, but... I'm not trying sure to judge anybody, but they don't profess really. to. I mean, and they still religious because they know what they know. And they don't want to be open-minded about anything else. And that's the same spirit that rejected Jesus because everything Jesus did was do something else. And so, in 23, we have to remember, that, and I think that's what we're getting into this, that's what we've got to be willing to do. I'm not saying everything's got to be biblical. I'm not saying anything about that. But guys, this book, they've studied it for They'll study it until Jesus comes back. You could spend your whole life, 24-7, studying the word of God, and you'll never get to the end of it. Don't you think that we got it all wrapped up, locked up, and know it all. We don't. I discover stuff all the time was amazing. Yes. I mean, to, to, to send a text to your wife or your family, mom and dad and brother and sister and say, yes. wow, look at this. Yes. I still get excited when I read the word of God. It's to yes. me. Draw close to me. In 23, we've got to prepare for what God wants to do. <clears throat> I want to look at 2 Kings 4. You don't need to stand for this. I've got a couple of scriptures to read. Very famous famous set of scriptures about Elisha. The prophet Elisha. 2 Kings 4. I read this one from the Passion. One day the wife of a man from the guild of prophets called out to Elisha. Your servant, my husband, is dead. You will know what a good man he was devoted to God. And now the man to whom he was in debt to is on his way to collect by taking my two children as slaves. Let me just pause. This is one of Elisha's students or disciples. Jesus didn't invent disciples. Well, he probably did in a sense. But on earth, the Jesus of Yeshua in Galilee... Elisha and Elijah had disciples this, God, this is a God ordained thing and, and so Jesus was doing with Elisha so Elisha had a student who died and so what, what happened was his wife his widow said Lord what are we going to do he devoted his whole life to you you're our salvation you're, we, put, we went all in we have drawn close to you we went all in and now my kids are dead now my husband's dead, and they're coming to take my children into bondage. Let me let me remind you of something right here. That's a bad boy. Let me remind you of something right here. Fatherless children are in danger of being slaves. Fatherless children are in danger of whenever you take the father out of the equation, bondage follows to the sons and daughters. You understand that? Look at the, look at the prodigal son. He removed himself from the father and he ended up in a type of bondage. Here, the father is gone and the kids are in danger of being in bondage. Let me tell you something. You know why you want to draw close to the father? Because there's no bondage close to the father. There's freedom close to the father. There's freedom when we draw into the father. So because the father was out of the picture, She was worried her sons were going to become slaves. So Elisha said this, verse 2. I wonder how I can be of help. Tell me. What do you have in your house? (laughs) Nothing, she said. That was her first response. Nothing. If I ask you, what do you have that God can use this year? Now there's some of us that are louder than others. Some of us... Are optimistic, and some of us, but some of us are beat down a little bit. We get beat down. In, in coaching sports for years, I can see the signs. When a, when a player gets beat down, it affects everything. In our jobs, when, when people are beat down, it affects everything. In your relationships, in your families, in your life. And so you can see if I ask you what you have that God could use this year? Some of you would say a, a answer like a hallmark answer a, a prefab answer that you just know that that's what I want to hear, right? Okay. There's there's right answers that we know with softball we know the answers, right? You know, like what's the most important in your life? Jesus! You know that. That's right. You should be. <laughs> but you tell me what I want to know or you really evaluate your life. So, if I ask you what you have for God to use this year, a lot of you probably would say what this lady said. Really nothing. I don't know. Maybe some of you say, I don't know. I mean, maybe I had potential, but I just can't get it right. I can't get it straight. I mess up all the time. It's nothing. I don't know. It's nothing. Is that real? Yeah. Maybe, I'm, maybe the preacher's not one feel that way. <laughs> we don't feel that we have something that God can use. But then she said she didn't come up with something, but she just didn't de- deem the value. She didn't deem it value. She said, well, nothing. Ex- I do have this little flask of oil. but..." <laughs> You know. so first of all she said nothing and then she gives an answer but limits limits it and, and sometimes we do that with false humility I think and that's, that's probably not right, not good but I don't think she had false humility I think she literally didn't think she was worth anything she said just this little violet oil but she was wanting her master Her husband's master. To pour out something on her. And the master was saying, give me something I can use. (laughs) Give me something I can pour into. I want something new. So, I'm sure she thought he was going to laugh at that. All I got is this little bit of oil. What are you going to do with that, Elisha? And Elisha said, here's what you do. Verse 3. Go up and down the street and borrow jugs and bowls from all your neighbors. Not just a few. Come on. Sometimes we're satisfied for a few. Yes. That's the only bad thing. There's great things about looking back at the past. And I do it all the time. I'm a, I'm a history major. But that's the one bad thing I would say about spending too much time reminiscing about how good the Spirit moved 10 years ago. He did move. He did move 10 years ago. But listen, that's just one little ball. I want a whole room full of balls. I'm not satisfied with the past. And so getting back to the Word of God, it says, not just a few, but all you can get. Then come home and lock the door behind you, you and your sons, and start pouring oil into each container. And when each is full, set it aside. So now she's got a whole room full of empty jars and one little bottle. And God, you say, well, why does God tell me to roar? Well, that's, that's stupid. I don't know. Why does God tell somebody to get a whole room full of jars and a little tiny bottle and start filling them full of oil? I don't know, my God. That's why he's God. He's above my pantry. And so. Yeah, you should
1: have shouted back there. Yeah. So he had her
0: fill the whole room and has one little bottle. It says she did what he said, locked the door behind her and her sons. And as they, thought that, as they brought the containers to her, She started feeling them. And she filled. And she filled. And she filled. What if the thing that I'm not saying it is. I'm not I'm not saying anything. I'm not trying to go outside the word of God, but I'm what this scripture tells me is this. What if? What if she only got three jars? I mean, Elisha told her to get all of them. And she got a room full. What if she got three jars? She ended up with three jars of oil. Yeah. What if our lives like that? What if sometimes a lack of fresh oil or new wine in our life is because we really didn't have enough jars laying around ready for it? Yeah. We didn't have any empty jars. Yeah. We not it. We it the floor. waste it. Like the scripture says on the new wine, the wineskin. The birds we used to... So... They pour and they pour and they pour until there were no more. He says this. Another judge, please. She said, and her son said, "That's it. There's no more jars." My prayer for us is 23. Draw close to me in 23. My prayer is this: not just the 23, but as long as we are on this planet. That we have as fill up every... That we only have as many jars as you can get a hold of. Because I believe that God will fill them if we bring them. Yes. I think we focus too much on the filling. Because in services, there's a, there's a, there's a point of that. But you know what? New wine and new, uh, fresh oil is poured out from the Word of God, from the praise, every Sunday, Wednesday, Wednesday, Friday's a prison. We've got we've got all these ministries. We've got the body and soul. We've got the recovery, the refuge, we've got we've got lot. we got groups, we've got the whole. Yes. Yes. I have no doubt that God is pouring on his spirit and will do so this year. Yes. We've got to make sure there's enough jars. That's right uh, yes. empty jars. Yes. There's jars out there. He told the he told the widow woman, go out in the street and start getting the jars. Go out in the street and bring it in. Yeah. So you say, well, what's olive oil mean? When that time meant a lot, you know, they didn't have like debit cards. That was a way to make a living. It was valuable. So it says she went and told the story to Elisha and he said, Well now go sell the oil, pay all your debts off, and live. Both you and your sons on the excess. Of yeah. I'm ready to live in excess. I'm ready to live in excess. Yeah. Excess. Amen. Yeah. Draw near to Him. Near to me in 23. So so when we start looking at uh, drawing near, one of the ways we can prepare our vessels for this year, one thing I think there's a couple ways to look at. We need people in these seats that want to have that, port, that, need that. they don't even know they need that because there's people out there right now that are hurting they need a new wineskin, they need a new jar they need to be like the woman at the well they need to leave the one they got and go back with another one right? we need some empty we gotta go out and bring it in guys and we're doing a job, you guys are awesome but I'm ready to pack it out I'm ready to open the doors again and have laying blanket out outside I'm trying to look in no because ego because I know God wants to pour out of this place. And I don't want to fall short. Excess. So, you know, one of the things about drawing in is we kind of get to where we're trying to get to here the Holy Spirit. One of the things that involves is this. When I draw into you or somebody, when I draw into my wife, for example, that that that's a different level of intimacy and closeness, and that that causes something that a word that we use in sports, but we use all in relationships. You use it in lots of contexts. Word or two words, half a day word, whatever. Called all in. If you draw near to God, you're going to be all in. I know, boom on, on the sports man. When a player's just kind of half-hearted, I did say hard. <laughs> you can tell the difference. Yeah. Look, he's all in, and and even if talent, even if talent is greater in the kid who's half-hearted, the all in makes up for the talent. They say that hard work beats talent unless talent works hard. I've heard that yeah, said. Yeah. I don't know, but. Hard work being all in, and I'm not talking about works, and I'm gonna say something. When I talk about all in, one thing I'm not saying. Because I don't think it's my place to say it right now. I'm not saying you need to do more works. Yes, come on. I'm not saying you need to go to prison more. I'm not saying you need to go to church more. I'm not saying you need to do anything more. I'm saying you get closer to I'm not saying you're wrong with those things. That's right, that's right. And I'll go off a tangent and say this: if you have an OCD personality disorder, if you're a drug addict, you do. I don't mean diagnosed, but if you have obsessive traits, yeah. if you have a history of addiction, then you probably have that. Yeah. Don't think you can be spend your whole life being crazy, addicted, on fire for something if it it's bad, and then you can be halfway for Jesus. It won't work. <laughs> it is not real. Not, your t- this is not trying to be some kind of January 1st. Do more this year. Work harder this year. Go to church more. Make me feel better about myself. Uh, attend, have perfect attendance. We used to have those perfect... I had 12 years of perfect attendance pins in, in my life. And, you know, uh, from Sunday school, from I never missed a Sunday because my parents... I mean, I didn't get credit for that. My parents took me. But th- that's not what I'm talking about. It wasn't 12 years. 18 years, 12 grades. That's not what i mean talking about. I'm talking about being willing to look God can't look you in the eye <laughs> to look into God and say, God, examine me. And in what ways can I be more all in freedom? And I don't know what that looks like for you. I mean it it might not be the same for me. But I think it, it's worth doing. What does it mean? What would my life look like if I truly went all in? Some of you have had relationships that failed because one or both people didn't go all in. Some of you had jobs. Some of you had uh, other things that didn't work because somebody didn't go all in. I want to read a scripture. It's it was controversial for years because it was misconstrued. The Word of God is not should not is not meant to be bad. So it's not bad at all. But it was for years used in a way it was not meant to be said. But I will to read from the Gospel of Matthew real quick. No, not Matthew. I going to read from Mark first. actually. I've got, I'm going to get to these. Maybe two of them. Colossians 3 and 22. Servants, do what you're told by your earthly masters and don't just do the minimum. Oh, that's good. Don't just do the minimum that will get you by. That's
1: good.
0: Do your best. Work from the heart for your real master God. Confident that you'll get paid in full when you come into your inheritance. Keep in mind that the ultimate master you're serving is Christ. The and servant who does shoddy work will be held responsible. Yes. Being a follower of Jesus doesn't cover up bad work. That's the message translation. I know they the NLT. Don't just try to get by. That's one vessel. That's, let me just go get one last one. Hope in 23, God will fill it up. But God is saying, go all in. Go all in. What would happen if we did? What might be different? Definition of insanity. Do the same thing over and over again. Expect different results. If you don't do something new, things will change this year, but you won't get better results. You've got to be willing to do something new. So God is telling us, part of drawing in is going all in. The two go hand in hand. If you draw in close to Him, you'll go all in. You can't go all in from a distance. You can't go all in from a distance. You can't go all in, you go all in your relationships to your spouses and your boyfriends and girlfriends and all these other things if you keep distance. I promise you. You spend no time together. Whatever that relationship. Father, son. Whatever that relationship. If you spend no time, you will not have intimacy. And you will not have all in. It pays off to spend time. In every relationship. It's worth it. It's worth it. And most of all, in your relationship with God. You know, uh, and again, we're not necessarily talking about works. We're not talking about, you know, give, you know, I'm not even talking about giving necessarily. That could be part of it. I'm not saying it's not, but I'm saying God wants you to do your best this year. He wants the people that give their best. Yeah. I've heard all my life the religious mentality of can I still do this and get by? Can I still do this and go to heaven? You think it's all right if I do this? Is this the... If I give this much, is that okay? If I come to church this much, is it okay? Can I do this? Can I drink this? Can I eat this? Can I uh, look at this? Can I do this? Can I do this? In other words, it's a minimalistic, can I get my attitude of can I still be covered? Can I still be on the team? I just don't want to give my all. I don't want to go all in. I just want to wear the jersey and I'm satisfied with that, but I don't want to give my best. Because yes. Yeah. Yes. if you're saying, can I still do this and be a Christian, you're sitting, You're looking for the minimum standard. Yeah. What you should say is, what's the most I can do yeah. and not be put into an institution? Somewhere. Yeah. And I'm not talking about words. If you, if you move to Alaska and walk around knocking on doors where there's no churches in some remote know, New Mexico somewhere, and you just witness if that's what God calls you to do, that's great. And maybe God calls you somewhere else. Maybe it's not even here. Maybe God's calling you to do more in your home. I do But what if you and you know, in? what if there's more and what if when you draw on close to him that's what it looks like maybe what maybe that's the fire uh, I, and we're finished I won't even do the other mark one. <laughs> I'll, I'll get I'll do one more scripture I'll do one more scripture but I want to say this one of the places we go we, we've went over the years, but you can go anywhere and you see these kinds of things. We have a place we like to go. We don't need to go very often. But we like it. And they have these street performers. And it's not, it's not unique to that place. If you went down to town in Nashville last night, or Chicago, or New York, or probably a lot of places. I don't know about life, but I don't know about Norway. It would be a hard way to make a living when you get rid of well Mary there's guys out on the street, and they'll put a little little guitar case, or a little hat, in a little jar, and they'll perform. Some will sing. We've been places where they juggle and do tricks and fire and all kinds of crazy stuff. Sometimes it's just somebody playing the guitar and singing. Playing, I've seen saxophone. Maybe somebody dancing out there, or I've even seen these guys that pose as statues. Places, you know. I, I, it's a great skill that you can stand still. I don't know why that wants me to put money in your thing. That's actually pretty kind, of, but being still that's pretty interesting. You seen that? Anybody ever know what I'm talking about? You ever see these people on the street? either a real person or anybody? I mean anybody yeah. is with me here? Have you seen that? And they want you to give them money. Now here's the deal. You said, where's this going? Listen to me. There's an unwritten rule, and it will get you yelled at if you break this rule. There's three responses to the street performer. The street performer's doing his best out there. Juggling, singing, dancing, whatever he's trying to do, just trying to make a buck, right? He's hustling. But there's three responses that you and I can have when we walk down the street. One is, oh my goodness, I don't want to keep giving money to these guys, right? I'm just trying to get to dinner, trying to get home. And so let's let's take the wide approach out. And let's, don't tell me, you don't walk right close to the guy if you're not giving him money, do you? Do you? So that is the just, I'm just, and some people probably on their phone so much and they see it so much, they're just oblivious. Like the guy that drove by, we were in the city of Northern and had a, two, a, a camel, the only camel to ever make a period. He had a police escort in the Norton. I got the only one's ever been. It was the only one. Oh, and it was a big deal. And uh, But so many people were on their phones driving by. Some of them some of them stopped, took pictures, and were like, wow, that's awesome, a camel in Norton. And then there were some people that drove by and never even saw They drove by a camel in Norton. And they didn't. They were oblivious. Wow. Listen, God is not a performer. But God is here. And we go by. And we go by. And we go by. And sometimes we're so busy in our own life. Our own little life. I wish, I wish, like, it gets me like Jesus lived in temples. I wish. God, in a way, would just strike down every cell phone in the world. I, I, I know. I'm not, I'm, I'm, oh, I know, son, you didn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> but we're so self-absorbed people yes, yes, that God's will is it. not as important as my little plan. Right, right. Sometimes <laughs> that we just pass by the kingdom. So one response is we can just go right by and pay attention. Now, there's a second response. That's says I get up and sit right beside it, and watch it. I watch that performance. Go, boy. Go sing, yeah? Go, girl. Well, that's good, honey. Woo! So I sing along. I got friends in low places, right? Uh, I'm not talking about Nashville, but we'll pretend it was Nashville. We're all in. All in is a different level of commitment. And there's an expectation of all in. It costs you something. If you stand there and listen to that whole song, you better put a buck in the the thing. Or somebody's going to whoop you. (laughs) In fact, you wouldn't even feel right doing that. That's all in. Now, I'm not talking about your offering place. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Let's take off again, Joe. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. It's it's a metaphor. It's a metaphor. That's all in. But now here's the third. Here's the third. Third type of person. They don't, they're not completely oblivious. They don't have headphones on. They try to watch a minute from over here and far. Yeah, distance. I've done that. Probably didn't have a buck. (laughs) And there's two reasons we do that. Somebody do that. Number one, they don't want to be that level of engagement. That's right. Because when I get up here, it's personal now. They're seeing me, I'm seeing you. We're personal. Out here I feel a little bit less engaged. A little more uh, incognito. And there's a second reason I just already said. It don't cost as much to watch out there. Now I've seen some good ones, haven't we? They would catch catch you when you're out there. And they say, hey you, 20 feet over there behind that tree, I see you. Zacchaeus, yeah. Zacchaeus, yeah. come down out of that tree, I'm meeting with you this year in 2023.
1: Yeah. How many, well I like this round, you know, yeah. for sure we're going to release a hip hop album, you know. <laughs>
0: Wonder what difference it would make if we weren't satisfied with the distance. And we decided, no matter even if it cost us something, (laughs) that it was worth it to pull in closer and see what might. Change. Yes. Matthew, so I'll finish with that. Skip another mark. We'll get that up to you. Matthew 4. I'm going to read this from the passion. As he was walking by the shore of the Lake Galilee, Jesus noticed two fishermen were brothers. One was nicknamed Kepha, later called Peter. The rock. And the other was Andrew, his brother. Watching as they were casting their nets into the water, Jesus called out to them and said, Come and follow me, and I will transform you into men who catch people for God. Yes. Yes. Immediately they dropped their nets and left everything behind to follow Jesus. Leaving there, Jesus found three other men sitting in a boat, maybe their nets. Two were brothers, Jacob or James, and John, and they were with their father Zebedee. Jesus called James and John to his side and said to them, Come and follow me. And at once they left their boat and their father and began to follow Jesus. In Jesus' ministry on earth, we're done. There were a lot of people who followed from a distance. There were people who went town to town that stayed in the, in the outer circles. Maybe they were scared. Maybe they didn't want to attach it. Maybe they were worried at the cost or maybe they just wanted to come in and out when they wanted to. Yeah. Some of them may even have blessings out of that. Yes. But there were some that dared to be pulled in closer. Yes. Yes. And for them, their lives changed and they changed the world. Yes. When I was young, I thought I live forever and I, I really didn't even think about A lot of things. I'm just thinking about tomorrow and you get to start to age and you start thinking. And it's not really about our individual legacies. It's about the legacy of God, but you don't want to leave things on the field. They often say a graveyard is the richest, most valuable property in the world because there's so much unfinished dreams and purpose that's in that dirt that was valuable and meant to be shared. And I start thinking, when I'm gone, you know, because I think about, I've got grandparents I love, and I talk, I think about them every day. But then i probably got great, great grandparents that nobody talks about anymore. You understand? That's life. You only get so long. And a lot of what we, we spend our time doing, really, in the end, won't matter. A lot of times we spend our things we spend our life worried about in the end won't matter. Yes. A lot of stuff you won't even remember right now that you're going through on your deathbed if God... You know, we all die. If we die suddenly, God can come back. I'm not saying we're all going to have these revelation moments in bed, you know. But if we do, yes. a lot of stuff we even are thinking about right now, we won't even think about that. Depending on when you die and live. Live how long you live. What more could you want than to say that everything God wanted to pour out into me, I had a jar waiting there. Yes. And I used that jar for His glory and lives changed. Yes. To live in excess, spiritual excess, not spiritual debt, not sitting around all the time. Lord, I just need this and that. There's nothing wrong with that. Bring all of our needs to Him. I do it daily. You should too. But I'm ready to live in a place of excess yes. spiritual excess, spiritual wealth, yes. spiritual yes. overflow. Yes. we got the vessels to hold them. And what if we went closer to Him and went all in? All in! This much I'm loving this much I've been you know witnessing this much and I'm I'm I'm, I'm rocking my home this much and this isn't meant to be anybody else. this is a self-assessment saying God let me be used this year let me go all in let me draw closer to you because I want
1: more I'm greedy people and
0: what i like with you, I think it starts with reflection and self, self-evaluation with you and Jesus, you and God, taking the time to figure out what sort of things that would look like in your life. Because I promise you, I don't have any... I don't, I'm don't. i not pushing that answer on you right now. I promise you, if you're a visitor in this church, it may have nothing to do with this church at all. At all. I'm not trying to guilt you to come to church more. Carol asks at this point, what I want to see... Is an on fire people, me included, that are so close and all in to God that all that stuff takes care of itself. We won't even worry about it. Yeah. We won't worry about it. Because we'll know if you're not here, you're spreading the gospel somewhere. In some way. Yeah. Yeah. That will be awesome. Instead of worrying about people, which is yeah. something that's on our, we're not supposed to worry about anything. We're just saying, man, I wonder where they're spreading God today. If they're at the ball tournament. I'd best the people getting healed today. I'd best the people getting saved in the yes. ball tournament today. Yes. Right? Yes. That'd be an awesome way of living. Now, you should have taken up with that on I mean, this. You know, I mean, come on. I mean, you know. <laughs> but I'm not here to be a hall monitor and keep your score. I'm here to encourage you this year to go all in, draw close to Him. And go all in and see what a difference makes. God wants to bless you. God wants to heal this land. I believe that this is not a cursed land. This there is a curse—the curse of Adam—but that curse was broken in the garden, the the second garden. This is not a cursed land. God wants to heal this land. God wants to heal families. God wants to restore families. God wants to take away the brokenness in this community. God wants to replace. veins need filled with some new wine. Did you hear what I said? There's some veins that need some new wine in them. To advance the kingdom of God, to prepare the way. He wants to use you, but all I have, Lord, is nothing but a little bit of oil and go out in the streets and collect some empty jars and watch him pour out fire into the How does he want to use you? And a question to start with. St. Louis is, I keep these things and when I they're my Bibles. So sometimes when I get to Scripture, I'll find someone I love that died, made to be of Jesus. It reminds me of me, it reminds me of God, and it reminds me that uh, I value these things. Some of these are your families that I keep that you don't, maybe I, you don't think I care about or didn't care about as much. But I think legacy is important. And it means something to me to keep those. I keep them. His <sighs> life is short. And I'd rather really leave it all in the fields and say, what could it be? What could it be? If I had given it all in as an athlete, and we know that. Are you willing to do that this morning? Are you willing to start that process? I'm not saying you're going to say right now 100%. You might say you want that, but I, I think it. I think it's like the wine ferment. I think it takes a little time to fully. And I'll be honest with you, you and I are going to have ups and downs. You know how many times I've messed up a day? <laughs> Who said that? I think Roman gave me a number up there. Somebody's
1: calling me out. It's true. Whatever number you
0: says, it's I a dream. lot. It's true.
1: It's a process.
0: Process. So I think I'd be a little bit dishonest for you say, you're going to figure all that out today. and You're going to make that one commitment to go all in. And, and, and it's going to last forever. And you're going to be... But what if we started something today? We started something last week. God's been moving, man. There's been revival here. Revival in Christ. There's been revival in refuge. There's been revival in all sorts of things in this ministry. There's been revival. But what if if we started the process this year of saying, God, let me just keep getting closer to Him. It'll all work out. And let me give you my all, whatever that you let me start by today, God saying What does event look like? What sort of things does that look like in your life? Do I need to shake off some? Do I need to pour out some stuff to make room? Do I need to go get Somebody said yeah Do I need to go get some new jars? What sort of things do I need to be malleable about So I can take that new wine And not just be so set in my ways That when God tries to pour it I just blow up I don't want to see spill wine this year I don't like sloppy drunks. <laughs> if it's, well, spiritual sloppiness is not <laughs> Peter said, the Bible said they thought they were drunk. Yeah. They just drank that new wine. <laughs> yeah. But what if we want to start a process where we would start that evaluation pulling closer and be a more all-in this year? I would say this: If we were even 10% more all in as a group, each person in this room, the the city of Norton in this county would change. Come on! If you were 10, if you and I, me included, pastor included, I'm not exempt. If we were 10% more all in, now 10% is weak. If I had, if I was a coach and I told a kid, "Hey, just come give me your best 10% tonight, buddy." Boo, boo, that wouldn't be a good speech. They, they would let you go. J, the J.I. Bird Raiders, God bless the Raiders, would let you go if you were to make rah-rah speech to get rid boys. Let's come in here and get 10% tonight, boys. Wouldn't work, buddy. Boo, yeah, they would take down your jersey from the field, probably. Whatever's retired, Whatever retired you have up there, boo. They've got your socks retired. They'd take it all down and that was for speech. What have we told our kids at school? Lenny, go up there, tech baby, and just give your best 10%. That 90s bitch, woo. Daddy just loves spending his money on 10%. Josh is already mad. He thinks he's going to do it (laughs) again. Josh is saying all those checks he's wrote. I wonder if God looks at us and laughs at that sometimes. Yes. Pastors trying to urge us to do 10% more when God says, go get all the jars you can fit. Go get all the jars you can fit. Go get all the work. Yes. <laughs> so let me ask you about your Thank you for being patient. I know I've yapped a little bit. <laughs> Read some scripture. Yapped a little. It's all right to joke and laugh. I think God uses that to soften our hearts. I think people come in sometimes to church and they're so harmed by religion and things. That they're they're like that stiff wine skin. They don't want to hear the word of the preacher because they can't, they're just tired of being preached at. <laughs> and sometimes what God does is he just relaxes people so they can hear it. A smile go a long way. I'm going to ask you real quick to start a process. You're not going to do it all right now. You're not going to sit here and have your whole life flash before you and James Earl Jones' voice come out and tell you all the things you need to do in 23. I don't pretend to do that, but I I think if we could just ask yourself this question. God, am I all in? Am I all in? And some of you will, could answer that question real quick, but if you're really truthful, you really shouldn't. And you need to think about it. Am mm-hmm. I And God, if I'm not, and I know there's grace for when we fail, and thank God for that. But I want to live in excess, and I really don't want to. We all have to rely on grace and want to rely on grace, and thank God for grace, but I, I want more of God in my life. I don't want to get by and live by. I don't want to be like that servant that says, what's the least I can do and get by? Because there's no freedom of power in that. There's no passion in that. There's no legacy in that. There's no world change in that. There's no impact on your kids and your homes and your schools in that. Where all that happens is when we draw close and say, all in. And if God has shown you right now that you got room. <laughs> It you feel like that guy wanting to hear a little bit of the music from time to time, coming in and out, but you're really not standing up close where there's an engagement. Where you're really not by the fire. We well, you're satisfied like Peter at the end before he came into the fire to stand outside the fire and look from afar. If that's you in this room, there's no shame in that because we've all been there and we all get that way sometimes. If that's you right now, just you and God, Are you willing just to raise your hand with me and say, I want more of God 23. I want to be all in. I want to draw closer. I see your hands all over. All over. That should be all of our prayer. If you're not walking on water yet, then you should have your hand up. (laughs) And even if you are, Peter walked on water, he had a long way to go. (laughs) All in, all in, all in. Draw close to him. Keep your hands up just a minute. I'm going to pray a short prayer over you. You can switch your hands if you want to. God, right now, reveal to us, all of us. Reveal to us. Show us the distance. That's the scariest place to be in a relationship with God or any other human being. is to feel like you're close, but you know something's off and you're not. And God, sometimes it's because we don't know what we're doing or we don't know... So God, right now, I'm praying for revelation that you will reveal to us the distance. Let us see how far or how close we are to you in reality right now. A, I know there's something we want to be, but sometimes we, we don't, we're not there. I want you to reveal to us. Are we right by the fire? Do we feel the flames? Is it scorching our eyebrows? Do we have the smell of it on us? Or are we so far off that we just see it in the flicker? Now, I believe it. He's revealed that to you and I. Keep your hands up. God, right now, I want you to call people in just one minute, one second. I'm going to count to three. God, I'm asking you to call people to come close to the fire and to remember the steps, to count the steps, to remember the steps, not physical steps, but spiritual steps that are demonstrated demonstrably through a physical action. I'm asking you, when I count to three, Lord, I'm asking these people to come, to draw in and say, in doing that, say, Lord, I'm willing I'm willing to go all in to you. All in for you. I'm willing to pull closer to you. And Lord, I don't know what that looks like yet. I think you'll reveal that to them, Lord. I think you will reveal that to us, Lord, as this year goes on. And Lord, I'm going to trust the pastors. We're going to trust you. We're going to trust you that you will tell your people. So right now, I thank you for what's going to happen. As you bless your people. Now I'm going to count to three. Every hand back up. You got tired. I'm going to pray to prayer. It doesn't bore you out. When I count to three. If you're coming all in. Then I want you to move up to this altar. And just start praying to Him. That's it. Nothing crazy will go on. We're not going to uh, levitate anybody, Maybe. But I don't plan on it. One. Two. Everybody stand. And if you want to draw into Him this year. Closer to Him in 23. If you know you got it all in. You got more to give. You got more love. You got more passion. you got more joy. You've got more availability. you got more leadership skills. you got things you don't even know about. Say, Lord, I need more jars. Just put in your room. Just make room, guys. Yeah. There's layers we can do. All in. Man, if this group could give them. all in, woo. Jesus used 11. He used 12 for a while, but I guess he used 12 again. He used 12 who went all in to change the world. This altar's open. If you want to come and pray, then go ahead and do it. I'm going to have them sing some songs.